So I actually wrote two homilies for this Sunday Mass, which means we're going to be here for a very long time today. But I, I wrote a homily based on what are the truths of our faith that we need to be faithful to, in light of what the first reading was with the, the commandments given to the Israelites who rejected the truth and everything fell apart. So I was going to focus on what are the main truths that we really need to adhere to in our time. But then I realized before I could give a homily on that, it's really important that we understand why is it so important to speak the truth? Why is the truth so necessary for us in life, especially as Catholics? You know, someone said to me recently, your homilies are consistently challenging. It's like, I don't know how to take that. So I mean, it's a good thing if it means it actually makes us think about the faith, right? And it causes us to grow. It's a bad thing if it constantly breaks us down and makes us feel like we're never good enough. Because the truth is never supposed to be like a hammer to break you down. It's like a chisel that sharpens us up and makes us the best image of what we're supposed to be in Christ. You know, Michelangelo created some of those beautiful statues in the history of the world. One time someone asked him, how do you make them come alive? How do you make them become so beautiful? So much life in them. He says, I look at the marble and I see them in there. And I just have to set him free. That's how God sees every single one of us when he creates us. We're not, we're not what we're supposed to be when we're born. But we're, we're just like a big you know, thing of, of, marble staff, of marble lard. And God has to chisel us by his truth into what we become. But we have to be open to that. That's what it means to be free. We allow His truth to chisel us into the image of His Son. So we're all, some of my favorite, actually, works of Michelangelo were his incomplete statues, right? Where the arm is still there fully, just the torso hasn't been worked on, or the bottom legs aren't there, so it's like they're trying to break out of all the cement below them. Because that's really what it means to be a human being. We're never perfect in in ourselves in life. We're always growing. We always need the truth of God to continually chisel us. That's why we always need to be open to His Word. So today is Laetare Sunday, and we celebrate this in the midst of looking forward to the Passion of Christ. And I was wondering why in the midst of all this are we we celebrating the joyful Sunday in the midst of Lent? I've come to two great truths, I believe, convictions, is that Nothing is harder in life than to convert ourselves to the truth. It's very painful to see the truth that I'm not living and have to change my life to convert to that. And secondly, nothing gives us more joy in life than when we live in the truth. Because when we live in the truth, we're living according to how God created us to be. So that really means there's nothing more important in life than to discover the truth and conform ourselves to that. But that is a painful journey. And that's why every single time we come to Mass, we're celebrating the sacrifice of the Mass. We're going into the passion of Jesus Christ. And that's why the passion, the cross, it was simultaneously the most difficult thing that Jesus Christ ever had to do in his life. And yet I have no doubt that it was his most joyful moment of his life too. And that's why he'll be forever the one lifted up, the crucified one. 
the one who emptied his life for our salvation. And that's how it is for every one of us. The more we conform our lives to the truth, the more difficult and painful it can be. But it's also the source of the very joy that we were created for because it means that we're living according to how God always envisioned us to be in life. It's like when God called me to be a priest, it was the hardest thing I'd ever experienced because the priesthood had nothing to do with my image of who I was and what my life was going to be. And so much of me, so much of my, my hopes and dreams in life and my hobbies had to be chiseled away in order to be conformed to the priesthood. And yet today I've never been happier in my life. Like God, God saved me when he called me to be a priest. And he saved the woman too. Because only he can deal with my problems. And I was like, the other's father, what a waste. I'm, I'm father, God saved the woman. All right? And it's, and it's the, been the deepest joy of my life. Like I, I would not trade the priesthood for anything. But it's simultaneously the hardest thing I've ever had to conform myself to in my life. And that's how life works. And that's, I, I believe that. That's why we come to church. We come to church to learn the truth of Jesus Christ that he taught us and to fight to conform our life to his gospel. Like, I really don't feel called to street preaching. You'll probably never find me out on the street corners with a Bible saying, convert your life to the gospel. Partly because I feel like it's throwing pearls before swine. When Christ said that, do not throw what is sacred before dogs or pearls before swine. He was saying, do not give what is sacred and holy to those who are not asking for it. To those who are not open to receive it. Why? Because they devalue it and they'll devalue you too. You look at, you don't have a lot of uh, witness, um, a lot of fitness trainers standing outside of McDonald's trying to convert people to like the, the gospel of the gluten-free diet and trying to get them in their gym, right? Well, why? Because it's hard enough to go to the gym in the first place. You have to want that. And when you come to the gym, you have people, trainers there who are saying, I can tell you exactly what you need to do to, to fulfill those desires that are already in you to get yourself in shape. To convert our life to the truth is very difficult. It's a hard journey. So the assumption when we come into church has to be that I know that I'm not everything I should be. That there's a lot of me that need, needs to be chiseled away. And I come here to learn the truth of Christ, to walk into His light, so that He can transform me into the image of His Son that I was destined for. Like that's the first rule of psychiatry. If someone is not open to change, there's nothing you can do for them. You can never make someone want that. But by the very fact that we've all come to church today should imply that I know that I'm not everything I should be and I want to grow. That's the assumption. That's why it's so important to speak the truth. And we devalue the gospel of the Lord if we do not do that. That's why I'm, I'm so against this faith alone saves us. I'm so against that because it's almost like, it's like marriage alone saves you. You make the vows and you're good. It's like, no. You go to the gym and you're good. No. You have to get in there and that's where the work begins. You enter into the faith, that's where the work begins. We're never just good as we are. We need to constantly be chiseled away. And to keep coming to church means that I recognize that I need to keep growing. So why is the truth so important for our world, for our lives? 
You know, a man once said, the reason it's so important to speak the truth is because in the deepest parts of our hearts, we know that when we fail to speak the truth, our world falls apart. That's how relationships fall apart. At some point along the way, you stop living in honesty with one another. You stop really sharing your hearts and you slowly grow apart. No one goes into college thinking they're gonna lose their faith. Yet 75% of college students never come back to the Catholic Church. And it starts with little concessions along the way. Little ways of devaluing the commandments. Stop going to Mass on the Sundays, right? And then little by little you fall away. When we're not living in integrity and honesty in the light of God, our relationship slowly falls apart. You think about it, that's, it was, I'm so amazed by the fact that Christ calls the, the devil the father of lies and a murderer from the beginning. The devil was the first one to ever utter untruth, a lie, and it led to our death. And that's what took us out of Eden. It was believing a lie of the evil one that contradicted the commandments of God, the truth of God. And the same thing with the Israelites. They kept rejecting the prophets sent to them, telling them, convert your life back to the gospel of the Lord, back to the truth of his commandments. And they stoned them and they rejected them because they didn't want the truth of God. And what did that lead to? Exile. They lost everything. You know, we had this, this tree outside of our house growing up. It was a really beautiful aspen tree. And I was so mad one day when I came home and it was cut down. I was like, why did we cut down that tree? It looked just fine on the outside. Find out it was rotten. The whole inside of it was basically hollow by this point. So at the first big windstorm, it could have just fallen right on our house. That's what happens to us as individuals and as a society and as a church, when we don't live in the truth of God, the facade can be there, but inside we become weaker and weaker, and at the first sign of trouble, we fall apart. The reason we've had such a massive loss of Catholics, so many closing of Catholic churches in the past 50 years, is itself a sign that somewhere along the way, we stopped living the commandments of God. We stopped living in the truth. Somewhere along the way, many Catholics lost faith that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. So we stopped preaching the gospel. Somewhere along the way, we as Catholics stop believing that you need to go to confession to have your sins forgiven, that there is such a thing as mortal sin. And when I do it, I need to own it and go to a priest for forgiveness. So our confession of lines fell away. Somewhere along the way, many Catholics stop believing that Jesus Christ is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, that it's not a symbol. And if we lose faith in Christ's presence in the Holy Eucharist, I have no idea what would keep anybody Catholic. Because right? what goes hand in hand with all this, look at all the corruption that we see in our church today. Whether it be priests or bishops living double lives or not being faithful to the gospel they preach or the scandal of financial corruptions. When the church itself, the hierarchy, is not living a life of integrity, it's a scandal to people that causes themselves to question the faith and walk away. 
That's why everybody's involved in this. If we do not, if we fail to speak the truth, our world falls apart. It happened to Adam and Eve. It happened in the Israelites in the Old Testament. And it's happened to our church in the 20th century. And it's happening to our society today. And that's why it's so essential that we know the truth of our faith, of God's commandments. And we strive with all of our heart to conform ourselves to his truth. Who does Jesus Christ call himself? When he came on earth, he identified himself with truth itself. Just as he identified the devil as the liar, the father of lies, and a murderer, he calls himself the truth. And through him we have eternal life. I mean, that's an amazing statement because what it means is essentially... Our entire goal as Catholics is to conform ourselves to the truth of God and to recognize error in the world, to flee from lies and to, to grasp His commandments. And that's why it's so important to know and speak the truth. And we also have to recognize that we live in a society that would rather choose the darkness than the light. Even when Christ Himself came here, According to just his gospels, his life, the majority of people around Jesus chose darkness rather than the light of his word. He did not have a successful missionary life while he was alive on this earth. He didn't see the fruits of his labor. And that's why he warns us. This is the verdict that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. Everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth, whoever lives the truth comes into the light. By the very fact that we are coming to church, it's a sign. I want to live in the truth. I want to come into the light of the gospel. And that's why it's so beautiful that we have confession going on now every single Mass because that's our life. It's coming into the light. It's going to confession when we fall, which is going to be often. And then we just keep going, right? The real temptation in life is to give up asking for forgiveness and just say, this is the way it is. This is who I am. And I'm saved anyway. It's a form of despair. But the true perfection of life is to never give up in asking God for forgiveness when we fall. To stay in His light. To let myself be seen. And, and it's when we do that in the confessional, when we walk into the light of His commandments and we take ownership and say, I know that I've done wrong and I need your forgiveness, that's when His truth can continue to sculpt us more and more into what He wants us to become. What He always saw us capable of becoming. Because His mercy is God's final word. Everything is summed up in the fact that God sent His only Son into our world to save us from our sins. But in order to experience God's mercy, we have to repent. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. As long as we are alive, and as long as we are recognizing the truths in our life, the, the lies in our life, and bringing them to his light and asking his forgiveness, we can always be forgiven and grow. 
That's the real drama of life. To allow his truth to chisel me into his perfection. So I just want to ask three questions for all of us. Just three questions. One, do I really believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? The living God who came into our world to teach us the way to heaven? Do I believe that? And do I believe that the Holy Catholic Church is the one true church instituted by Christ to preserve the teachings from his time on this earth and teach us what to believe and what to do, even in the midst of all the corruption that we see in her? Do I believe that? And thirdly, if I recognize that in the light of God's truth, of his gospel, that there are certain things that I've done or am doing in my life that are evil deeds. Am I willing to convert my life? Is Jesus Christ God? Did he truly set up the one holy Catholic Church? And am I willing to convert my life if some of the things that I am doing are not in line with that church? Am I willing to change? The reason it's so important to speak the truth is because in the deepest part of our hearts, we know that when we fail to speak the truth, our world falls apart. That's the story of Adam and Eve. That's the story of Israel. And that's the story of our world. But it's not the end of the story. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that all those who believe in him might not perish but might have eternal life. And that's the deepest truth of our faith. That's the truth that restores a fallen world. And that's the truth that can truly set us free and save our souls. And that's why it's so necessary, every single Mass, to speak and proclaim and to live the truth that Jesus Christ taught us.